Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I had to go about it, write it out and find it myself. And there's some stories I can tell you. Yeah. I had to fail. This is the final word daily. The Commonwealth Games Day 1. Uh, Jeff Lemon and Natalie Germanos joining me at Edgebaston in slightly out of focus video. But whatever. We do what we can do with the, the situation we have. The audio, however, will be crystal clear. As always, day one of the Commonwealth Games. Welcome to the show, first of all, Nat. Thank you very much. Excited to be here. Well, uh, given it's your first day, I'm going to take on the 30-second summary uh, so that you can, you can warm up and then maybe we'll get you to come to it on day two. I'll take the lead from you. The trick here is that we're going to try to do both games in the 30-second summary. So this, this, this is a new challenge for us here. The show is brought to you by Advanced Hair as well, uh, the world leaders in hair restoration. Now let's see if we can do this in 30 seconds. Australia were in trouble against India in the first game, 49 for 5 at one point until Grace Harris smashed them out of trouble with Ashley Gardner. They ended up winning with an over the spare, chasing 155. Ridiculous scenes from Australia, despite Renuka Singh Thakur taking 4 for 18. And then in the second game, uh, it looked like Barbados were well on top of Pakistan, but a late flurry from Nita Dar, who made a 50 in the last over off about 30 deliveries, got Pakistan closer than they might have done, trying to get to 145. They just fell short. Round one, group one, done. That's less than 30 seconds. I think it might have been. I think that was less than 30 seconds. I'm watching the timer. I think that was less than 30 seconds. All right. Well, see, this is, this is, this is the benefit of uh, practice in the 30-second space. But let's start with Australia and India. They kicked things off today. I mean, the first time we've seen women's cricket in the Commonwealth Games. So everything, everything that you're seeing out here is a first. You can make all the gags about, oh, that's the world record score in a Commonwealth Games match for women <laughs> and all the rest of it. But, I mean, the key thing was that that, Australian team looked like they were cooked and then they did the thing that Australian teams do they're, they're like some kind of non-stoppable school guy like they just keep going and they just somehow find ways to win well it's funny because we I've been commentating with Lisa Stalaker and sitting next to her when she starts to worry then I know Australia in trouble and she wasn't <laughs> worried through most of that innings right it only got to a point where she was like oh they're about seven or eight down now and then she started to mm. get a little bit more nervous mm-hmm. Generally, she was pretty calm. So then I knew, well, Australia are probably still going to get over the line. Renuka Singhthaka, I mean, she only started playing for India, what, late last year. Mm. She, up until today, she played six T20s, bowled 20 overs and taken three wickets. At one point today, she had four for eight. She and- was brilliant, wasn't she? Uh, got the ball to swing, which I absolutely loved. And that's what you want in that power play. And I th- loved also sort of her attacking mindset. She wasn't scared of the Australian batters, as most would be. Elisa Healy, Meg Lanning. You're talking about some of the best in the world. And she wasn't scared at all. You, you walk through that run of wickets. She gets Healy caught at slip for a duck. She has Lanning cutting into the gully, where Lanning always cuts into the gully and caught. <laughs> uh, I mean, and both of those, you thought, I mean, the Australians were at fault to some degree. She gets the ball to seam back to Beth Mooney and has her chop onto the stumps. And then she bowls one of the best deliveries I've seen in the women's game to Talia McGrath. Seams decks in. I mean, Talia McGrath's getting ready to punch that down the ground and then it just cuts in so far. It knocked her leg stump over, starting from outside the off stump. And I mean, Talia McGrath looked 
mint. Like she looked on. She was crunching the ball away and suddenly she was gone back to the pavilion. And Tyler McGraw's reaction afterwards was priceless. She literally <laughs> could not believe what had just happened. Her eyes were like saucers. She looked back and thought, how is it possible that that is knocked off my leg stump? It was so far outside off stump, as you were saying, came back in. And Tony McGrath is a player that any team would like to mm -hmm. have. She has built herself into an excellent all-rounder and somebody who can take just about any attack apart. And brilliant, ball, brilliant bowling in the end, got through her. I suppose uh, you know we should go back to the Indian uh, innings first. They you know they chose to bat first. Often they're maybe a stronger team chasing because they know what they're supposed to do. But it worked pretty well for them. It was it was basically a matter of who was taking up the mantle at any point. Smriti Mandana started off. She made 24 in quick time before Shafali Verma had even scored just about. Mandana gets out, Shafali Verma takes over. She makes 48 in the end quickly. Um, and then Harman Preetkor takes over and takes them almost through to the end with a, a pretty brisk 50. Um, but it still felt like they were maybe 15 runs short. There were a lot of dot balls in between the boundaries. There were points where they could have pushed that total from competitive to compelling. Yeah, for me, I think Jamima Rodriguez just never really got going. And as a result of that, it stalled things towards the end and put a lot of pressure on Harman Preetkor core to be able to score mm. and even though Harman Core was still regularly finding in particular the leg side boundary which is her favorite side and Australia never really plugged that off enough it still was sort of felt like yeah there's something missing Australia did well though towards the back end to pick up so many wickets mm -hmm. and that's what really stalled that run rate and I reckon if they had got another 20 on the board, I think it could have been a different result. Yeah, so there were eight wickets down in the end, India, by the time they finished up. And even just the dot balls that result when a wicket falls, even that can make a difference, you know, five or ten runs either way. But nonetheless, at the point where they're five for 49, you're thinking, you know, Australia should be in trouble here. Now, Grace Harris coming in at seven, she's played, she's notionally played a lot of T, not a lot, but, you know, a handful of T20s for Australia. She's never been called upon to bat. Uh, not since 2015 when she played a couple of T20s um, when Australia were over in England for that Ashes campaign. Suddenly she's thrown in, they're in strife, and she just turned it on. I was almost a little bit surprised that she actually even played today in the mm. first place. I, I wasn't actually expecting her to necessarily be in the starting eleven. She's a very exciting player. She's also an exciting character, isn't she? she She's an stop excited talking. player, I think, <laughs> as well as exciting. She never stops talking. If you see her in the dugout, she's continually talking. Yeah. Even if nobody's next to her, she talks to herself. She doesn't stop talking. When she's batting, she doesn't stop talking. Every time she hit the ball, she said, oh, that's six. Oh, that's four. And it was like she was doing her own commentary out in the middle. You couldn't really stop her in terms of talking, but they couldn't stop her scoring either. Mm. And I don't think, as much as I said I was surprised that she played, I don't think India were expecting her to play. I'm mm. not sure if they had any plans to her either. Well, they were pretty quickly out of plans. 37 off 20 mm. she made, a couple of sixes down the ground, and, you know, big ones, like ones that were hitting the fence on the full kind of sixes. Uh, you know, the boundary ropes are in a bit, but that wouldn't have mattered. They could have been anywhere. She was up and running and basically what that meant was that even at the point where she got out okay there were six down at that stage and Jess Jonathan got out soon afterwards as well but she kept them up with the required run rate I mean Australia were still in touch at that point and they still had Ashley Gardner to come now Alana King swung the bat and got a bit lucky and, and gave Gardner the support that she needed but it, it meant Gardner was close enough that when she ends up with her unbeaten 50 it's enough to get Australia there comfortably in the end. They, they still had an over to spare. Yeah, I actually really enjoyed Alana King's innings. You look at it on paper and you go, oh, well, that yeah, was all right. Run a ball, 
you watch it maybe in the highlights and you mm. think, oh, yeah, it was a bit scratchy and she loves leg side. That's mm -hmm. her favorite area. But when she came in, she it was her mindset that I enjoyed. She mm -hmm. came in there, she was attacking all the way through. And what that did is it took the pressure off of Ash Gardner. And Ash Gardner probably doesn't necessarily need that because she's such yep. a good player. She's such a clean striker of the ball as well. But that moment, those just even if it was a couple of overs, it was what was required for Australia. And I actually enjoyed that contribution from Alona King. Yeah, it meant that Gardner didn't get marooned. Like I mean, King wasn't stuck on strike, mm. not scoring. When she was down there, she was having a go at the bowling. She sort of cluffed a couple over mid-wicket, got a bit lucky on occasion. But she, there was some strategy as well. She was slicing them over backward point when the field was up on the offside. And, and that was the main thing that surprised me for Gardner as well. They had the whole offside field up and twice she went over over extra cover. I mean, it's a strong area for her and not having someone back there, they had everybody back on the leg side. They were worried about her hitting power to the leg side, but she can punish you offside as well. Yeah, the tactics didn't really make sense for me. You had Rada Yadav, who's a fantastic T20 bowler, left arm spin, turning it away generally. Yes, she can bowl a straight line, but she never had any protection on the offside. So anytime she bowled slightly wider the off stump, it was an easy picking boundary for, for the Australians on the offside. Nobody back. So she had to. She was forced then to bowl straight. Mm. But there was no real wicket-taking options. And there was always runs then scored off the leg side. Because all they had to do with the leg side back is then play it into the space. So they were never creating any real pressure with those tactics. I found it a little bit surprising. And it, it was almost like there was a bit of a disconnect between mm. bowler, fielders and captain on the field for me. So Australia got the win in the end and India let that one slip. And then we didn't really know what to expect with Barbados coming out because you'd think, you know, Barbados, they're, a, they're, they're one of the teams that make up West Indies. West Indies can't compete here, therefore they shouldn't be as strong. But they've got such a strong core of West Indies players. They've got Deandra Dott and Hayley Matthews. They've got Shakira Hello, Selman, man. Shamelia Connell, Kaisia Knight, these regular West Indies players. And, I mean, they... They, they didn't dominate when they batted first. I was surprised particularly that Pakistan elected to chase. They're not a good chasing team particularly. They, they tend to be more, you know, if they can put up 120 and then squeeze with their bowlers, they, they often lose their way with chasing. I mean, they ended up making a reasonable fist of it. But nonetheless, it was, it was interesting to see how strongly Barbados came out, I suppose. And, and it was uh, Matthews and Kaisia Knight, the the experienced players who made half centuries and got them to 144. Yeah, I'll tell you, at, at the toss, or just before the toss, Stalake and I were having a chat about what mm. they might do, and we both agreed that Pakistan would want to bat first and back their bowlers to defend on this type of surface. Mm -hmm. And Barbados would be the ones that'd be happy with chasing. Well, we got it completely the opposite way around, yeah. apparently, because that's not what was said at the toss. So that was a little bit surprising for me. What also did surprise me is that they opened with Deandre Dotton and Hayley Matthews. Mm. Having a chat um, with Stacey and King about what they might do, she expected Deandre Dotton to be held back a little bit. Okay. Because why would you put your two best players opening if somebody falls early it weakens the rest of your lineup right thought maybe they'd hold back deandra dotson a little bit Haley matthews and cassia knight have been opening in the t20 blaze anyway together they know each other pretty well mm. let them open together and then maybe bring deandra dotson a bit later i think she would have enjoyed the conditions a bit later mm -hmm. against some of those bowlers from pakistan's point of view we may not have seen even amima sahail bowl possibly because she doesn't bowl a lot and she hasn't bowled a lot recently so again batting order for me from barbados's point of view is a bit surprising. Mm. And then in the chase, well, it started as you might have expected. Shamelia Connell gets a wicket first ball, short, wide, slashed, nick behind. Um, and it felt like 
you know, Pakistan do struggle chasing most of the time, and they were struggling chasing for most of the night until Nita Dar came in too too late almost it felt like but she struck the ball so well I mean that six that she hit down the ground was so clean she took 20 off and over from Connell at one stage and had them in the frame I mean they, they ended up needing about 30 off the last couple of overs and just weren't quite close enough to do it but had there been a bit of help from someone else at the start of the innings to, to get them going because they just plotted along for the first 10 overs or so um, and, and wickets fell semi-regularly and it was only the back half of the innings where that momentum got into it. Well, if there's one thing that's frustrated me in the last couple of years is Pakistan's batting order. It's been a problem for a little while mm-hmm. in particular in this format because you've got somebody, as you mentioned, Nita Dar. Obviously, she's a big player for them. She's coming in at five. It just doesn't feel right for me. She's coming in too low. It got it two openers now. They've moved Iram Javid up opening. Mm-hmm. She strikes at 80. She generally has yep. been batting in the middle order. Now all of a sudden they decide, no, let's push up. They tried her at three. Now she's opening. Mm-hmm. And she's opening with Muniba Ali, who's striking at less than 70. So you've got two openers mm. who are not going to take advantage of the power play. Who would be too slow in one-day cricket these days. Exactly. Omaima yeah. Sahail then coming in at three. So you've got you're basically wasting a lot of overs at the top all due respect to them yep. unfortunately for Bismar Mahroof it's not really the type of Bismar Mahroof innings we would have expected she didn't have a good day today she really battled mm. and you couldn't effectively use Nira Da Alia Riaz is a big hit of the ball and Aisha Nassim we saw that one shot down the ground I've seen her play before she played against South Africa in South Africa she is a clean hitter of the ball she hits sixes off the back foot she is a real talent at almost 18 years of age she's not quite there in a couple of days she turns 18 mm. she's a real talent she should not be batting so low down she needs to be given some overs this batting order for me is one of the things that was it's, it's a real frustration mm. for me I can, can tell, tell. Yeah. I can, it, yeah. it's been it's been <laughs> it's been eating away at you for a while um, something else that was eating away at you was some of the umpiring that went on out there walk us through that oh dear you know okay i will say this first it's not a job i'd ever want sure. I, I think it's probably one of the hardest jobs in cricket is umpiring and in particular on the big stage obviously because there's a lot of scrutiny now that we've got drs as well mm. as much as it helps the umpires it also does pick up their mistakes sure but hmm, first things first we had a mess of all sorts happening in 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 the one ball where there was an appeal for lbw mm-hmm. thought maybe it might have been an lbw but then there was a beautiful throw from Haley matthews who was standing at slip direct throw to the strikers in and the battle was short of a ground and clearly run out we should say like from the commentary box she's out i mean yeah. this is a batter who's thinking about the lbw appeal who's watching the ball and who's wandered out of her ground and only just realized she needs to turn around and get back in <laughs> the stumps are broken she's a metre out and, and just starting to reach back. I mean, obviously out at that stage. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it was Haley Matthews, and at the time, it was Bismar Maruf was on 12, mm-hmm. and she had faced now 28 deliveries. Sorry, I had to just Yikes. check those numbers because yep. I couldn't remember the numbers from from, from Bismar. And and that in itself, obviously, was, was an issue. Was it Bismar? No, it wasn't Bismar Maruf. No. Uh, no, it was Amaima Sahail. Let me try and get that right. Yep. It was Amaima Sahail that ran out. You see, this is the chaos that it's created sure. in my head. Yes, there was another run out from Matthews. But Which is essentially a, I mean, the, the Bismar Mario one, essentially, it's a match-losing innings at yeah. that point when, you, <laughs> yeah. when you've chewed up that many deliveries. So Mama Sahel on 10 at the time, mm-hmm. and she, the, the appeal for LBW came. Then the run-out. As you said, very clearly run-out. You could have, we saw it from here. I'm sure Kim Cotton could have seen it from, from Squarely. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously Barbados can go for the review if they want to, mm-hmm. but 
protocol states, playing condition states, mm-hmm. you need to check the umpire decision first, which is the run out. When, right. when there's two different modes of dismissals mm-hmm. on the same batter, you need to check the umpire decision right. first, which is the run out. Okay. It's not the not the not the player review. Okay, so an so, umpire has to either say out or not out, or if they're not sure and it's something where they can check, then they can go and check. Go check it upstairs. Now, if she said not out, let's just say she sure. said not out, they can't appeal that that they run can't, out. They obviously. can't refer a run out. No, they can refer the LBW. Sure. But even if she goes upstairs and mm-hmm. it was not out in okay. the end, they show that it's not out. Let's just say it was, sure. which it wasn't, of course, in this situation. Then Barbados, after that, can still ask for the review mm-hmm. because the umpire decision has to come first. Then they still have time to ask for that review right. after that. So it was a mess of a, a little bit of chaos going on. Right. <laughs> Even the Barbados players were shouting at each other because yeah. Hayley Matthews wanted to go for the review. Uh-huh. And her players were saying, no, 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 let's just leave it. Allow them to look for the run out because that's out. They yeah. knew that was out and they didn't think it was worth wasting the review on sure. one that was obviously missing the leg. And everybody up. was doing the squares. Everyone was just making squares at each other. It was like a dance floor out there. <laughs> it was, it was, and and the, the LBW was clearly missing yeah. the leg stump. So it was such a, a strange situation. So in the end, they went up and reviewed the LBW, decided it was not out, and then checked the run out. So, I mean, even if, say, an umpire had said, no, it's not out, run out, and I refuse to go upstairs for it, I mean, the players could then say, oh, I think it's caught behind and I want you to review it, and then they would have to check the run out as well as part of the protocol, right, because they'd have to check all of the modes of dismissal yep. on the one delivery. Yep. So there's like a loophole where you could get your run out review even if the umpire wouldn't give you one the odd thing about that one is that then they check it in order of it happening so they check the the, whether it be the LBW the court first then they check the run out yeah we're making this as complicated as we possibly can but basically there was chaos (laughs) in the middle and 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 as far as I understand the playing conditions Mm -hmm. the wrong order was followed I see all right I think it's time for the final word hall of fame the Hall of Fame is brought to you by Advanced Hair, world leaders in hair restoration. Uh, but since we're covering women's cricket, it's worth mentioning that women also suffer from hair loss at times, and Advanced Hair can help them as well. Uh, they have a range of different options that you can use. They also offer the best hair extensions in the world. I'm, re- I'm reliably informed. I haven't tried them myself, but apparently they're good. So, advancedhair.com slash advancedhairstudio.com slash final word. Then you get 15% off if you go there because you're friends with us. Right, the Hall of Fame is the most final word moment of the day. A few things that stood out. I, I just liked Grace Harris just bursting out into laughter every time she hit a boundary. She was having so much fun. It's so infectious. She just had this huge smile on her face like, finally, I'm getting to hit bombs for Australia. <laughs> Absolutely. She's a great character. I got to spend a little bit of time with her at the, at the World Cup after the final. And everybody obviously in Australia Camp was in good spirits. She was in fine form after mm, that final. And she had enjoyed it, obviously. And just seeing her out there today in the middle, <laughs> I actually think she deserves it. I really, it was great to see her out there. A- anything, anything that jumped out at you? As okay, a... so I, can, can, am I allowed to give two things? Yeah. Right. The second one will embarrass me, but it's okay. Right. The first one, there's something that stood out for me and actually had nothing to do with the cricket. Yep. It was on the sidelines. We found out the cost of one scoop of ice cream Mm -hmm. five pounds five pounds sterling and apparently like it's normally like one or two pounds right and even that is a lot in rand so i'm just thinking five pounds is a lot two scoops of ice cream is eight pounds okay that sounds like a lot to me yeah that's a that's a house inflation yeah (laughs) inflation's going up and apparently there was a little warning there okay this is what i hear right if you happen to 
lose your scoop of ice cream uh-huh. as in it misses on the floor. Yeah. They won't replace it with a free one as they would <sighs> normally do. Rude. How <laughs> rude is that? I mean, the the actual scoop of ice cream isn't the thing that costs anything, right? It's the it's the process of coming to the ground and being here and paying all of the things that you need to get set up. That's the cost of the business. The actual ice cream doesn't cost, you know, that, that ends up coming in bulk and probably costs about 10p. So, um uh, a bit, a bit uh, stingy from the ice cream vendors here at Edgepaston. Um, I would nominate also just the Barbados uniforms. I loved like okay. the bright blue and yellow, and and seeing some of those West Indies players coming out in a different strip. Um, and also, it was, uh, it was one of the players who was running around with the bright red towel hanging out the back of the trousers. It was a real contrast. It was like the sort of sh- Sri Lankan uniform colours almost with this bright red. I mean, it was just exciting to see Barbados playing and getting a win first up. Yeah, absolutely. It was it was great to see them playing. And I, I think as a unit coming into this, they'd played quite a bit back home and some of their players had actually played in club cricket around the world. So they didn't do a lot of practice before it they decided mm-hmm. rather manage the workloads and, and play as much as they can out in the middle and, and i think as much as it wasn't a perfect performance they've got a win on the ball they're one from one am i allowed to give my other you go one? on yep maybe i shouldn't but it, it does embarrass me a little okay bit. now we had a, a discussion before this game okay who was going to be the first person to say west indies instead of Bob uh... on air of course it was me. Okay. <laughs> I, I said West Indies instead of Barbados today. So we have a pound jar. Okay. I think I'm going to be putting a pound in there. It's going to be quite expensive for pounds to rent. Right, <laughs> if I keep I going know. that way. Well, if you put enough yeah. in, you can buy one scoop of ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I did a BBC TV cross where the presenter said that Australia had played England today. So, you know, it can happen. Slips, slips of the tongue. They happen all the time. Uh, I think we'll not risk any more. This is probably enough for the final word daily from the Commonwealth Games. Who knew that we'd be doing final word dailies from the Commonwealth Games? But here we are, uh, Jeff Lemon and Natalie Germanos. Thanks for tuning in. If you want to support what we do, patreon.com slash the final word. And we will see you on day two. I had to go about.